Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. How's it recorded? Hi. Hi. Welcome to the dra- to trade deadline episode of the of the five minute major. Uh, the trade le- deadline has just come and gone, and we're going to break it all down for you here in a few minutes. But first, let's get the uh, rundown. It is Rip, being in New York, everything. and I am joined by Jared Mason. Mace, how are you this morning, afternoon, whatever it is? This is weird to have a, a, a podcast, and I'm at work, and I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> for work no, or for I, the podcast? No, I said enough. <laughs> and uh, Mike Berg, Mike, uh, you got any pants on right now? Well, I, I am at work, so yes, I, I, I do. That's disappointing. What? And uh, Doubles, who was just regaling me with the story of a near fisticuffs engagement at Beer League last night, I was asking him, did you get popped in this? Did you got in the middle of it or no? No, it, uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on. It was just pretty much five minutes of dang touch, and nobody needs to see any of that. <laughs> I concur. I heartily concur, my friend. All right. Well, uh, the tra- trade deadline. The 2015-2016 season has just come and gone, and uh, we're going to break down all the Minnesota Wild action for you now. And let's, uh, guys, uh, let's go. Let's go ahead and start with you, doubles. Uh, what? Uh, let's uh, break down the Wild's trade deadline activity, if you will, please. Yeah, good talk. Um, anybody have any final thoughts then? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so wait. Obviously, the Wild did nothing today, um, and. Uh, let's assume that that was because Fletcher felt the prices were too high. So, doubles, I tease you. So now we'll start with you for real. Um, given that that with that assumption, are you okay with inactivity today, with the exception of Michael Karanen going for some other minor leaguer um, from the Wild? Yep, I'm totally fine with inactivity today. I did find it interesting that. Jason Zucker's name was amongst those thrown out by, I believe, Bob McKenzie from TSN. Kind of interesting to see his name come up and, you know, who knows exactly, you know, the context of Zucker's name being in play means. But uh, I thought that was interesting. But, yeah, I'm certainly glad they didn't do any rental deals. Um, It does make me wonder, it makes me wonder two things. One, if Zucker and Rodine were healthy, if that uh, would have would have had any impact on today's uh, proceedings. And then uh, I am a bit curious as to any directive um, that may or may not have come from Craig Leopold to Fletcher as far as absolutely stand pat or, you know, do what you can to, to make them better. Uh, I agree with you there. Uh, Bergie, um does if, if what doubles is saying uh, rings true, and I and I think it certainly could about Leopold uh, chiming in here as far as uh, directing the hand of Chuck Fletcher, does that say anything about Chuck and his relationship and his I guess what we're dancing around here is his sort of job security 
vis-a-vis uh, Leopold. If uh, Leopold said, don't do something, does that imply or can we infer that Leopold is um, watching over what Chuck does a little bit more um, specifically than he has in the past? I don't know if I would say that it means he's watching him a little more closely than he has in the past. Um, I, I think it's, it's interesting that we're having this discussion. Uh, I, I just threw out an article on Wild Extra talking about the relationship between Fletcher and Leopold. Um, I, I do think it's interesting that Leopold is, is kind of speaking out of both sides of his mouth right now. You know, on the one hand, when he took ownership of the team, he said he's going to be hands-off, and now he's, he's saying he expects to make the playoffs. And, you know, we, we saw these angry tirades in the, in the past. Or I, I don't know if angry tirades, that's probably not the right word, way of saying it. Animated discussions uh, that were witnessed between Fletcher and Leopold. Um, you know, I, I really don't believe that there's a lot more going on than there had in the past. I think, I think Leopold kind of always had had his, his hand in things a little bit. I, I think that he's, he's kind of, uh, you know, trying to influence things from the, from the, in the background, you know, saying, I want you to do something. I want you to do nothing. I want you to do, you know, I don't necessarily know if he's saying, go get Matt Molson. I think he's saying things more like do something, you know? Um, so I think that's more, more what's going on right now. Mason, where was your head before coming into today? Was it in the camp of let's just sort of let this play out and, you know, let's not try to hurt ourselves or was it, um, you know, as long as we're still within, you know, we're technically still right there. We're only two points out. We've got a chance to erase those two points tonight, tomorrow. Uh, as long as we're that close, we may as well try to see if we can bolster the team. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it's about as confusing as the last eight games for the Wild. And hey, it's sad. The last like 16 games for the Wild have been confusing. Uh, what with the the amount of games we lost leading up to the the Torchetti uh, hiring and the old firing, and then them ripping off four straight, and then them losing three straight, and then finally snapping that that skid with the last game. Uh, so they're back in the win column. But really, that that flip floppiness is is only probably led to um, the the tough decision to make uh, with, with uh, that Chuck, you know, that that tough decision of whether or not to do anything. Um, you know, as we've all said, any sane person would say you don't want to salvage the future for for a rental, uh, especially when we're you know we're we're out, we're outside of the playoffs right now. I mean, that's a simple fact. Like it's it's tough to leverage too much of the future uh, drafts or picks or anything just to maybe get in. But um, at the same time, it's it's tough to it's tough to say why didn't you do something too. I guess my what I've been thinking about today is what 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 does the Sam Pat um, stance say? What how do how are the players in that locker room? How do they react to seeing nothing happen except for a, a minor league deal? Um, what do they think? Like you know what I mean? Like like are they like all right? Well you know I guess it's us and it's up to us. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Or is it perceived as Wow, you know they they didn't do anything to try to help us make this happen, um, or or not. So I I don't know. I mean I I'm, I'm feeling I'm thinking more about the players than than as a, a fan. I don't know what kind of impact a stampant stance has on them. Yeah, I mean uh, interesting breaking breaking news right now. The Wild have uh, made another deal. Uh, Brett Sutter for Scott Saborin. The fucking knows. Who? The minor league deal. Yeah, exactly. Dominic Moore. <laughs> 
So two minors going or two minor leaguers going back and forth. Yes, yes, that's all, right. that's all it is. Um, that's what they've been working on for a fucking hour. That's exactly. That's, exactly, that's, that's why the wild grass has been uh, huddled up for the last hour. They've been uh, trying to figure out how to break it to the team that they traded Brett's father. Well, it's, oh it's god. Guys, it's tough to get Suter and Parisi both online to sign off on these deals. I mean, that takes some time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, in the business we in the business we call that low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, teams that don't have a lot of activity at the deadline or have zero activity at the deadline, you know, they'll say, you know, if they've got a player coming back from injury, they'll say, well, that's our acquisition, right? Right. And, but in the case of Brodeen specifically, it sort of works because I think I'd seen in a couple of different places, that since he's been out, the Wilds' goals against per game has increased by a full goal. Um, and so getting him back and assuming that he comes up to speed, you know, more or less immediately, um, you know, something, some change to the lineup from the way it was yesterday that that cuts a goal per game off our off our rec, our scoreboard. That's that's okay. I'll take that. Yeah, is that all? Is, is that also the narrative for the fact that Brody's offense has not developed anywhere near to the point that it's supposed to be? So yeah. now we so now we spin him as uh, the second coming around Langway to shut down right. the defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you have to. You have to, right? I mean, it's it's um, Fletcher's going to have to spin this the best, you know any way he can. But I can guarantee you that if he'd have made some kind of rental trade and giving up Brodeen for, you know, Hoodler or something like that, that I would have gone fucking ape shit. Sorry, Bergie, I couldn't help myself there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so to recap, the Wild does nothing, a couple of minor league moves. Uh, generally speaking, it seems that we are in agreement that that is better than some sort of desperation rental Hail Mary move, uh, as it is with all its warts, this club is, but two points out of eighth, eighth place in the West, so who knows. Um, so, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'm sure there'll be much more discussion on wildextra.com around this. Uh, given that, though, let's jump into final thoughts. Jared Mason, you first. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the Stampat move or lack of move plays out uh, with the next games that I can't watch anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, doubles? Uh, I'm going to take today and regale on the fact that Jonathan Drouin is still sitting presumably exactly wherever the hell Jonathan Drouin was sitting yesterday. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relish the fact that him and his agent, uh, Alan Walsh, were not able to strong arm a trade out of Tampa yeah. and uh, – I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate uh, this particular case of the fire hydrant not pissing on the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stevie uh, Stevie Y wins that one, and actually hockey wins that one because uh, you're absolutely right there. I completely agree. Uh, Bergie, uh, right call to do nothing today. Um, you know, e- even if prices were reasonable, I'd still say that they made the right call. Um, you know, but the last thing that I want is this team spending more second round picks or third round picks or, or, or really, um, you know, mortgaging the future for, for winning now. I mean, I, I, you know, in, in my fantasies, I can come up with a hundred different deals I would have liked to see today, but you know, at, at the end of the day, 
what you absolutely don't want to see is is kids that are currently in college or in Europe who have potentially a huge future with us and to send them away for a player who's, you know, going to go somewhere else on July 1st. Uh, and, you know, we saw a second-round pick for Matt Molson. Well, guess what? Buffalo has Matt Molson and Cody McCormick and our second-round draft pick, and they're giving us a finger right now. So um, we, don't, we don't need that again. Yeah, good point, good point. I mean, the the – if I was if if I was of a mind to really get on Fletcher's case, and this is my final thought, uh, really get on Fletcher's case, all, you guys all know how much I love Chuck Fletcher. But um, but if 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 I didn't love him as much as I do and wanted to give him a hard time, I mean, the cynic might point out that his overactivity and poor usage of resources the last several seasons basically led to his inability to make trades this year. Except, and that would be that would be a problem, except for the fact that there really wasn't anybody out there who would have blown me away this year. So, I guess I'm glad. I mean, we talked about the whiskey plates for Chuck, and you know, maybe the, to draw the analogy out, the idea is that he, um, uh, you know, he he chained himself to the Uber car on the way home tonight, as opposed to whatever. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm trying to say. So, the bottom line is. Uh, I'm hap I'm 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 happier that he was inactive given what you know, what we protected uh, and what the outcome is likely to be for the season than happier than I would have been if he'd had tried to make some kind of move. So good for Chuck. Credit worth due. Maybe I'll give him half an hour before I start giving him a hard time again on Twitter. <laughs> um, all right, fellas, anything else? I'm gonna take that as a no. For doubles, Jared Mason, Mike Berg, this is Nick in New York. Thank you for listening to the Five and a Major, and we'll be back with you again soon. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.